everyone, and welcome back to another episode of We Talk Extensively. I'm Jill. And I'm Maddie. Let's break down our hot takes on this week's sports and pop culture news. Hi, Maddie. Hi, Jill. A New Year's Eve edition. I know. Look, we can only watch so many horrible movies. We don't have a lot of things going on because there's no Flames game tonight. Therefore, we had no plans. Right. So upsetting. Honestly, it's been a long, a long 19 days here. <laughs> Finally, last night, I was like, ooh, there's a game. On. And then I didn't watch a single second of it. I haven't seen highlights. It's like, of course, it's the one game is the day that I have plans. <laughs> I have plans for three weeks. <laughs> so cold. <laughs> it's not, it's not the best situation for no. making plans. Oh, uh, so we are New Year's uh, eating it on the couch. I was like really holding out hope that we were, and honestly, it was looking like we were going to have a game and it's not even postponed because people have COVID. It's postponed oh. because, because you can't eat or drink <laughs> in the salad. <laughs> and honestly, I'm most mad about that because like, People could have been wearing their masks all along in right. the dome. And if they had enforced it exactly. in like the slightest possibility, they wouldn't have had to cancel this game. Exactly. Which is upsetting. I came home for four games and didn't <laughs> get to go to a single one. So, feeling great. So, maybe we should backtrack with some news on what happened. <laughs> since it's been like two weeks since our last podcast, we took a little break for Christmas. But yes. Obviously, in that time, the COVID outbreak ripped through the flames and then spread through the entire NHL. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were basically healed, like, before Christmas. Yes. Everyone was, with, like, a few exceptions, everyone was back. Yeah. But the rest of the league was... The, the rest of the league was in quarantine. Which was interesting because there was an Edmonton player who got... Who tested positive. Were they in Seattle? Yeah. And they had to, like... So after this incident happened, they decided no more cross-border games through the Christmas break because they had to, like, charter a plane to get him out of the U.S. Because typically you have to quarantine. Yeah. So there was a number of teams that were in similar situations like the Flames where they just canceled their games. Yeah. And then they made this decision to say, okay, no Canadian teams going into the U.S., vice versa, so that no one had to quarantine. And then they were just like, <laughs> shut it down. Everything stopped. Nothing. We don't want to have any more games. Um, so they started the Christmas break early, but then called them back early as well. Yeah, but then took a, a brief pause. They're like, ooh, we called you back, but actually you're not going to play on the 27th like we promised you would. So I was reading one story about a Jets player who had gone – home for Christmas to the States and then they changed the day that they have to come back but then he couldn't get a COVID test because you have to do it 24 hours in advance and so 24 hours in advance is Christmas day so like obviously nothing is open so then he like didn't make it back in time I just feel I don't know who this Jets player is but like why were we traveling like well I mean he's in Winnipeg for Christmas like I probably leave too <laughs> but like couldn't one of your teammates just like take you in I but it just seems it like the whole league is shut down like perhaps not the best time to travel yeah well I mean I feel like when you're rich you maybe don't think of some of those things. I guess yeah because 
it was just funny because I was having conversations with some family members of mine who are actually flying home to the States on January 2nd. And they're running into the same problem. They can't get anything booked because January 1 is a stat holiday. But they're also rich and they did not understand this problem. So <laughs> I feel like the correlation is money. Yeah. Things that you can fix anything. I booked um, my test to go back. I mean, who knows if this is happening at this point because yeah. like. The whole world has Omicron right now. <laughs> Or my dad was telling me that WestJet has canceled, like, 15% of their flights, yeah. which is a huge number, and that's who I'm flying with. Yeah. And there's, like, one flight a day to LA. Yeah. So I'm just not hopeful that I'm getting out. But I booked mine through um, Numi because okay. not an ad for Shoppers Drug Mart. Their website was horrible. Honestly. Like, no matter how many times I typed in the postal code, it was like, put you in Ontario. Here's Ontario. Let me show you testing options 4,000 kilometers away. I know. Um, So you're doing the one at the airport then? No, it's at Signal Hill. Okay. They had different locations. One of them was the airport. It's not the one that's like a hundred and some dollars. No, it's 49. Okay. I was like, holy jump. Because there is testing at the airport, but it's like, obviously rushed for people who didn't realize you need to get a test. Yeah. No, it's like, it was 49 bucks. You could pay more to have them like come to you. And I did consider that option, but then I was like, no, Maddie, don't be lazy. Like you can leave your home. So yeah, the, um, the NHL has like continued to push off games. They've, they've, uh, most games are playing now, except there's capacity restrictions in, in Canada, in uh, only in Alberta and Ontario. Oh, so I thought Quebec. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, Quebec had ones before Christmas. They okay, put capacity restrictions okay. in, but Ontario and Alberta have introduced new ones. So, um, all of the home games for Canadian teams were pushed off, unless it's a Canadian versus Canadian team. Um, because there's national broadcast yes. rights, we can't have those. Can't lose that. Because basically, they came out and said, like, we want these teams to be able to make money, and it's not even the capacity. Re- well, part of it is the capacity restriction. Like in Ontario, you can only have a thousand people, yeah. which is they actually said it's cheaper for them to not have anyone than just go sort out how to get a thousand people tickets. Right. Because think about like all the extra effort that's going to have to go. Because people are just like, well, I'll give it to season ticket holders, but that's over fifty percent yeah. or over a thousand people. Yeah, and. But the other issue in Alberta is they can't make money off of any concession sales, which is how they, like, make money. So they're just like, we would rather not have games. But So I'm really concerned because I get free concession with my season tickets. Oh, right. But it's, like, pieces of paper that have dates on them. So, like, are they going to be valid for... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right, for the makeup dates. Yeah. I'm just going to, like, take a Sharpie and be like, this I would, is listening. Right. Like, I don't think they look that closely, but no. still. I mean, um, we need those free molds. Obviously. Like, that's 80% <laughs> of the reason why I go. <laughs> well, we will, well, hopefully we'll be able to eat them. Maybe not at the Ottawa game. We'll yeah. still be restricted. We'll see. Or we'll just have to, like, sneak in candy or something like yeah. that. But. Yeah. But COVID has really hit the sports world. Um, we got two World Junior Games uh, until that came to a disastrous halt. It's been a rough week for the IHF. I just don't... Okay. So the U.S. had two positive cases. Yeah. They forfeited their game against Switzerland. Yes. I believe. And then said... They will continue testing, and if they have no more new positive tests, their next game will go forward. Yeah. It comes out two days later, no new positive tests. 
Well, or they didn't even find out. Another team started right. testing positive. So then check. Yeah. The check team started testing positive. Which, like, they could have just forfeited it anyways. They'd already had two losses by that point. Like, they right, you're done. They like, go winning. home. Yeah. Okay. So they started testing positive, but I think Bob McKenzie, who was researcher of all things United States COVID, yes. said that the U.S. had no more positive tests when they got retested. But then Russia also tested positive. Yeah. And it just blows my mind that they appear to have no plan for if this happened. Like, so, none. So last year, they were able to play the World Juniors in a bubble. And they locked it down the same way the NHL playoffs did, where no one in or out, anyone who was in, they were tested regularly. As it should have been this year. This year, they put them in just random hotels. And so the U.S. is in, like, probably the days in in Red Deer. Because, <laughs> like, I've been many a soccer tournaments in hotels in Red Deer. And, like, I know the hotels. There's not a lot of options. Um, right. But it, slim pickets. it wasn't locked down. And so it's come out now that there was a giant wedding. Well, giant. I don't know how big it was. It's Red Deer. We're pretending. Hotel. I mean, giant. Like, Red 100 Deer. people okay. wedding. Um, at the same hotel and the, the wedding like reception and guests and everything like that, like definitely had crossover with the players because yeah. it wasn't a bubble. So like they could have been in the elevator, they could have been in the water slide right. line. Like there was all sorts of, it's <laughs> just all the players like, in you the water slide. 17 year old boys at a tournament, you think they're not going down the right. water slide for the sure days are. in. Like a hundred percent they are. <laughs> but it's just. So basically, that's where this COVID has come from, this wedding, which, like, please, if you know the person who got married, I need to know who it report, was. Report to us. Yeah. But it just, that's what doesn't make sense. Like, they had no plan. And okay, fine, maybe don't do a, bu- a full bubble. Yeah. But at least have all the teams staying at one hotel and nothing else happening at that hotel. Perhaps it's not the days in because they can't get out of their wedding contract. <laughs> Perhaps it's something else. The Best Western must yes. have been available. Like, uh, so one, I think it was the Slovakia goalie came out and Ripped. tore oh. them apart. Yeah. Like his, and it's very valid. He yeah. was like, "We trained for this our whole lives. Yeah. We we haven't seen our family in like yeah. over a month at this point. And these are children. Like yeah. they are literally." Like 15, 16, 17, some 18 year olds, but they obviously had to come out here and quarantine because a lot of them weren't coming from the U S so they had to quarantine for two weeks out here and they had to get vaccinated, which like they should anyways. But like, that was one of the points he made was we got vaccinated because you know, all these restrictions and stuff that they put in place here to make it safer. Right. And like, they didn't get to spend the holidays with their family. Yeah. Who knows if they're allowed to go home now at this point? Well, like, the ones were positive, yeah. yeah. So there just appeared to be no planning, no no planning done to make this. Or could you have maybe had teams bring in additional rosters where maybe they don't stay at the same hotel or something? So you have well, potential I think they, I think they actually had expanded rosters okay. this year. Um, but so the this is like for it to be a qualifying tournament, there has to be a minimum of eight teams in it. So I'm sorry, this Raptors game looks so sad with the thousand fans. <laughs> <laughs> There's the the games of the year, or whatever highlights on. But um, anyways, the the IHF um, rules is that there must be eight teams for the tournament. So when the third team went down, they basically had to shut the tournament down. Yeah. Um, and so. 
But it seemed the U.S. was going to come back with no positive tests and be able to play. Well, that and that's the big frustration is, like, why couldn't it have just been the players who tested positive right. they couldn't play? And I think there is some, like, there naturally has to be some differences because the way that Omicron is spreading is very right. different than the original, like, you know, the B yeah. variants, the Delta variants, all of those ones. Like this is like that. Those weren't spreading in game where like Omicron obviously is as evidenced by like the flames, Bruins, Canes, <laughs> and then all of their extended family. And as evidenced by us. Yeah. <laughs> Patient zero over here, Omicron. But this capped off of a week where the IHF canceled the yeah. women's tournament and was getting quite a bit of flack for it, which like I understand, but the president basically came out and said that they don't make money other than the, the men's world juniors and the men's world. Gross. Those are the only tournaments that actually turn a profit for them. And well, so, they better hope they have a better plan in place for the men's worlds or else they're yeah. making no money this year. Yeah. Because so they said that they had to cancel the women's tournament because like if it, they can't afford to put it on, if they don't yeah. have other stuff going on. And that's why they have put their focus on this one. Now Edmonton, like, it's not coming up roses for them because, like, they're the planning committee. It's not the IHF's responsibility no. to bubble them or anything. Like, that's what Edmonton should have done. And they're sitting here saying, like, you know, we'd love to host it again in the summer or, like, yes, right. they, there's another like, time. Ooh, maybe there's it. another time and it's like, mm, should we give you a second chance? Yeah. Like, no. Well, next year's <laughs> tournament's, I believe, in Siberia. So... <laughs> If it was me and I had to pick one to go Wait, to. Wait, Siberia or Serbia? I'm pretty sure Siberia. Stop. Yeah. No one's going. Like somewhere in Russia. No one's going. Well, the Russians are. Putin scored seven <laughs> goals in his game this week. So in an 18-7 to victory. Wait, was he the team? Obviously, he was the team that won. because Obviously. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was the first, second, and third star. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel bad, I mean, obviously for all the players, but, like, there were going to be, potentially, Canada was looking very good, and there could have been some pretty cool moments, because there was two guys on the team who played in the World Championships last year, won gold, had potential to be like one of the only players I think it's happened like once before where players have won world championship before world juniors and that um Bernard what's his name um Bedard Bedard yeah fantastic he was looking fantastic in that second game yeah the hat trick or whatever yeah yeah four goals do you have four yeah 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 um so yeah, so all of that happened in the World Juniors, and then in addition to that, it was also announced that NHL will not be going to China for the Olympics. Oh, right. I forgot that happened. Yeah. We predicted it. Obviously. We basically like, reported on this already. We kind of called that when when the flames went down, but with all of the game cancellations yeah. and then obviously the risk, um, they, they are now no longer going to the Olympics. And so, you know, there's... There's some mixed opinions. Um, Brad Marchand is very vocal about his frustrations about not being able to go. Um, has he played for Team Can? He has, right? Uh, not at Olympic level, okay. I don't believe. Um, but certainly he would have for sure been Written on, on this list. team. He's had a great season this year. Um, but he, 
he essentially said that the players should ha- have the ability to, like, they don't care about the pay component, basically. So. Yeah, which is, uh, and I don't think that's the problem I have with it. Like, not so much the pay component, like, fine. But he's a big part of the Boston Bruins. Yeah. And it's like, you going there, and I get wanting to compete for your country and whatever else, but you then screw over your team if you get COVID. So, I don't like, know. Like, imagine if Connor McDavid goes over, gets COVID. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Not that we'd be super upset about it, but, like, think of that. Like, so, but how is that different than these players are being released from their junior teams to go play in the World Juniors? Like, I know it's different because it's, you know, the Hitman versus the Flames or whatever. Right. But they are still being pulled from the, their club yeah. team to go play and represent their country. But I guess I also just think, like the repercussions of getting COVID in Canada. Like you're only stuck here for two weeks versus five weeks. Yeah. Like a little cell of a hotel. I assume. Yeah. As we discussed with the like bag sandwiches. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what would happen in that situation. Obviously like it wouldn't be ideal, but, um, but yeah, anyways, Marshawn. And then, you know, some players have spoken out in favor of it. There's been some media members that have called Marshawn like an idiot. There's some who have been like, yeah, we agree with him. Like they should, there should be an element of choice in this. Like, um, you, you know, I, I do feel bad for like, I, you know, Canada is still going to be able to send a pretty good team. Right. Olympics, We're not like because the Spangler cup's not going on. Canceled. So like those, those teams are, are go- those guys are going, there is, you know, the league has expanded to taxi squads this year. So yeah. there's going to probably be a number of signings of players who probably would have been in the Spangler cup. Um, older oh. players who, like, you know, might end up getting signed to a roster, might never get to play, but may miss their, their Olympic chance to go. But there are teams, like, that have, you know, the one or two NHL players that, like, it is such a big deal for them to go and represent their country. And that and that will be, you know, pretty devastating to them because that's what they rely on to, like, grow the sport. Yeah. In, in those so, like, they can like, go because guess what? The Flames don't have any of those players. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, we can't afford to lose, like, all of our sweets. Yes, um, we can't afford we to, lose, the US team. to lose Johnny at this point because yeah. he's tearing it up. Yeah. Like, we could maybe send, like, Zadorov. Like, he <laughs> can go play. But... Um, so, fine. We can... Like, those players can go and give their young ones a hope. But, but that won't impact the Flames. Yeah. And Brad Marchand can go and have his day. I mean, he would be the best player there, absolutely. 100%. So, like, he might as well. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, like, it's so tough because, like, it's so fun to watch best on best, I know. right? And, like, so not to get to see that. I think Conor McDavid commented that, like, they should have some sort of tournament that's best on best here. Like, obviously, it wouldn't be, like, the Olympics, but, like, you know, the World Cup or the Championship yeah. or something like that where it's... Maybe, like, postpone it enough so these guys, like... Yeah. And then you don't need to invite... the playoffs can go. You don't need to, like, invite the host country. Like, China didn't need to be in the Olympics for hockey. Like, they weren't going to come and... Like, I don't... Win, so. Are they going to be able to field a team? Well, they should. They have a billion people. Like, there must be 23 of them that can kind of play hockey. I guess. Like, I hope. I guess. But. We'll soon find out. Yeah. Um, other things that were pulled out of this week, though, so, uh, the Flames Arena deal also did. I know. So I am so upset about it. Yeah. I mean, my first thought was, like, they're going to lo- They're gonna leave. 
Because why wouldn't they? They did assure that they weren't. But they did. Like, they made basically a pretty quick announcement saying, like, we're not leaving. Yeah. We're going to continue to play out of the dome. Um, Whatever else. But, like, the dome just needs... Uh, an upgrade and like it would be great if they could just throw money into it and make that the like roof dome yeah because that's the issue is like it's not structurally sound for concerts yeah so you can't make a ton like as much money well from it as these new arenas i think that's a huge issue there's also not the same number of like luxury suites that like a new place would have which i think you could like revenue generator yeah if you put if you put a huge amount of money to overhaul the dome. Like you could yeah. give it that kind of stuff, but I don't know if you can fix the roof problem. I'm not yeah. an engineer here. So essentially what happened um, was the flames and the city had signed a, a deal, you know, obviously a while ago and um, there is a new mayor in Calgary. And so she was not the mayor when the, the when the deal and was signed. And also she voted against it yes. when she was a council person. Yeah. So they have come back and said to the Flames, like, actually, there's this, these other things we need you to do in order to, like, you know, get yeah. this. And also you pay for it. And so ultimately it was, like, $10 million or something, which, like, in the scheme of things isn't a large amount of money. And, like, people have commented that, like, it's pretty, you know, minuscule to walk away from the deal over that amount. But the fact is, is, like, they signed a contract. Right! This was what they agreed on. Now you were asking for more why should the flames pay for new sidewalks? Like why should the flames pay for... And also like, I'm sorry, I assume sidewalks were negotiated in the original deal. Well, are you just not going to put a sidewalk in that spot if they don't like build a a stadium? Like I don't know what's happening. So I just don't understand. So I like, I do understand like $10 million in the grand scheme of things. They could have just paid it. But I think, like the the Murray Edwards did not get rich by just being like, sure, I'll just pay ten million, no problem. Exactly, like, and I think they were so frustrated because the city had dicked them around for like five years yeah. on this, like penny pitching. And I fully understand that Murray Edwards is worth a ton of money, and but he's also not the only owner of that Calgary Sports and whatever it's called entertainment yeah. company, and like. I think, I think she knew what buttons to push the mayor and she knew, well, I I don't know, in business, like you can't just demand more, like you have to do a change order. You have to, you have to honor the original contract and then say, Hey, we noted that these additional items are needed. Yeah. So like here's what we propose, and then you negotiate it. So the thing, you know, that it's ultimately going to come down to is the city needs this more than the Flames do. Like, they need the, the space right. complex. Right. And, and the Flames are willing to pay for half of that. And so now the city still has to put that in place, and they're going to pay for all of it. So this is a negotiation tactic, absolutely. What, the deal will get yeah. done, absolutely. Yeah. But they have, like pulled out in a manner of saying like, okay, well, we just won't do it. Then. And I also think that like the mayor did not win herself any favors no. when she Twitter ranted about it. Yeah. Like, you know, she well, didn't she, want it to she get broke out. The news, yeah, she right? broke the news yeah. on Twitter and yeah. it's like, because she wanted to make it seem like, Ooh, look, these bad it. 
these bad rich people in Calgary, like they're not going to help us in our little center. And it's like, you just look like an idiot. Yeah. So go elsewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She was like, she must've like hung up the phone and fired up the Twitter account. Like she was all over that kind of thing. But like you are the mayor of a okay, I understand that well, the United our States previous mayor of a city was no stranger to Twitter either. So <laughs> and like I understand honestly. this is like also coming from me who lives in the States and like basically our country was run by Twitter for yeah. four years. But like do yeah. better. Yeah. Like be better than that. Come on. Yeah, it's um it's it's frustrating. I mean, like this album is still serviceable. It's like right. tough because you we're certainly going to use this like appeal of a newer rank to like maybe Taylor Swift agents. was going to come here. Well, I mean, obviously well, that part, but like for the Flames themselves, right. like you know, do you think that people wanted to go to play in Edmonton? No, but you show them Rexall Place, you show them a facility, you show they them Connor McDavid's house. Yeah, like, like there's there's pieces of it that they you know are like okay, fine, it's worth suffering through like winters in Edmonton right. kind of thing, but um, you don't have that now. You've got to like. I mean, you still have to put a good quality product on the ice kind of thing. I mean, basically, we have to make it to the playoffs this year. Well, we don't have any choice on that one. Brad Treleving's job is hanging on the balance of us making it to playoffs. Also, I enjoy they showed last night during the game. And by the game, I mean I watched intermission. And, and like, (laughs) they showed stats of, like, how many points were earned in the Western or in our Pacific uh, Division while the Flames were on hiatus and like the Golden Knights got the most Edmonton actually only got like four points mm-hmm. or something, but they were trying to make it seem like a bad thing. And I was like, we didn't play like 10 games. What did you want from us? Obviously we dropped from first to like fourth. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's look at it like points per game. Right. Here, though. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, obviously there was, um, COVID impacts in other sports as well. Um, football had a massive outbreak. Um, they've changed some of their rules around um, isolation and quarantine. Now. Yeah. Um, the- it's been funny to listen to some of the people, though, like that they interview about how they're not getting COVID. And the one guy for like uh, Burroughs for the Bengals. Yeah. Their, their quarterback basically came out and was like, this city's so boring. Like, I don't do anything. That's why I don't have COVID. I mean, I have been to Cincinnati and like clearly Joe Burroughs has not been to the Buffalo Wild Wings in Covington, <laughs> Kentucky, um, right on the border of Cincinnati, because that's what my friend and I did for entertainment. Perhaps you should so DM him and tell I him about might it. send him that location. There's also a great Walmart there. Um, it seems like a COVID hotspot. So yeah, I mean, both of those I, in Kentucky, I'm sure there's no masks, no problem kind of thing. So For sure. <laughs> Um, and I, in Ohio, I think it's no mask, no problem. So yeah, I don't know about as much on that one, but definitely Kentucky, I would imagine. So um, <sighs> yeah. So, but then NFL is still going ahead. They they have games this week. Um, yeah. Nothing like they've shortened their COVID protocols, so it's not too significant yeah. for them. Um, but yeah, it's been been interesting with Omicron just going through all of the. I know everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Surprisingly, the NBA. Oh, they've had a few games canceled. Well, they like, had to bring Kyrie Irving back. 
So we can't, we can't even go there. That's just one team though. I did love, I think it was, I can't remember if it was like Sportsnet or Bar Down or like one of the like bigger sports you know, accounts on Instagram did their bold predictions for the year. And one of them was that Kyrie would get vaccinated. Oh, I was like, oh I, that is bold. You did send that to me yeah. and they are going to lose that one. Well, I mean, now that he's had COVID. No, now he's, he's going to be sure one of those people running around yeah. saying I had COVID. Yeah. So I don't natural to, immunity. Yeah. It's better. Yeah. Oh, like Paul Brandt. <laughs> God, this oh, giant letter to the public. forgot about that. <laughs> um, couple sad news. Things to report though. Um, John Madden died. Away. Um, who, you know, obviously people remember the video game. I remember him as the inventor of the annexation of Puerto Rico play from Little Giants. I mean, a classic. Pass to Johnny. You can't pass to Johnny. Is that on a quote everyone said to their sibling? I, I, I don't think that <laughs> okay. is. Okay. Like, all good. Don't yeah. worry about it. Don't yeah. worry about it. So, um, greatest actor of our generation, John Madden, um, <laughs> that did unfortunately unexpectedly pass away. Well, I think the true greatest actress of our generation, yeah. Betty White, also passed today. Like, girl could not make it to 2022, eh? <sighs> Honestly, I get it. Giving up. <laughs> 17 days shy of her 100th birthday. Um, and they were, like, planning a huge birthday party for her, I think. Yeah, because there's a documentary on her, like, coming out on her birthday. for the... Be- they said they're still going to release yeah. it. Um, but, like, I just fear she would have gotten COVID at her birthday party. Well, and, like, they, that would have been upsetting. They said she basically hasn't left her house in two years. So, Not surprising. Like, I mean, it's possible she died two years ago. We just don't know about it. Okay, but, but there was something that came out. Like a couple of years ago, where everyone oh yeah, there's like, oh where she died every Betty week. Betty White died, and then she had to like tweet being like, "I'm still alive." Yeah, honestly, I truly think the only role I've seen her in is when she plays the crazy grandma in um, the, the proposal. proposal. Yeah. Fantastic role. Yeah, and she does her little um, when she sings Little Dance. John in, yeah. in the forest. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I forgot about that part so of it. So good. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Um, um, I had a friend that. <clears throat> Um, had gone to an SNL taping one time and it ended up being a Betty White hosted oh. episode. So I did text her today to say, you know, sorry for your loss. But I do think she was like quite beloved in Hollywood. So, like everyone seems to think or okay. that I've seen. I'm having a hard time with this because like people that I know, like friends are like posting tributes to Betty White. And I'm like, am I missing something? Like, was I supposed to have a more personal connection to this no. woman who's a hundred years old that died? Like I've literally never posted a tribute to anyone that died other than Kobe because like RIP. Yeah. I'd have to go back and like think on that, but I'm like, I just, I, I don't know. And by like, posted, I mean like I reposted the story. Exactly. Like share the story yeah. kind of thing. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Like to me, I'm just like, you know, people are just like, I'm shocked. And I'm like, why? Like she died. She's a hundred. Right. Like, it's not that shocking. No. It is sad. She didn't make it to her hundredth. Like that would have been great. Even the John Madden one, like people are like, like, oh, if he was, like, he was beastly overweight <laughs> and like in his like seventies, like, yeah, yeah. you know, probably didn't live the best healthy lifestyle after he no. finished. Like, like, I'm, you know, I don't yeah. think we should be that shocked about some of these deaths that occur here sometimes. Right. right. But yeah, a lot of people have posted that, but, um, a lot of celebrities have posted, obviously makes sense. Yeah. But it sounds, it, based on what they post, it sounds like she was quite beloved yeah. in, um, in so, that 
area. So speaking of movies, I feel like it's time for us to review our <sighs> The Hating the game, game because we did get to watch that last week. Yeah. Uh, um, initial thoughts. He needed to be hotter. It was not <laughs> casted how as I had them wanted to. Lucy Hill was great. She was fine. Loved her. She it was, helped that her name was Lucy in the movie and that's her name in yeah. her life. It made it more possible. Probably why she was casted. Yeah. But like, he, I found, okay, in the book, I found what he was doing to not be as stalkerish yeah. for some reason, which it probably was. Well, they really cut out a lot of the backstory of how yes. they got to know each other and like how he learned things about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that did make it come across very. And in the movie, he came across very kind of creepy, but he wasn't hot enough to be yeah. that creepy in a way that I would enjoy it. Yes. Also, he didn't have the right number of colored shirts in order, and so that really bothered me. I have, like, thought back to that moment so many times. Tragedy. As soon as they started talking about the shirts, I couldn't stop I, like, laughing. looked at you, and I was like, is she going to remember? And then I just see you dying of laughter. So chill. Okay, in the book... And in the movie, but in the book, it's better. He has, like, 15 shirts, and he wears them in color order from lightest to darkest color, um, like, at 15 days straight, and then rotates to black eventually. And And so, and Lucy, the character in the book, notices about him, so she's like, oh, like, he's wearing his mustard-colored shirt today. Right, but there's no mustard-colored shirt in the movie, which is upsetting. And I don't know why that is, like, a memory that I remember from the book. Probably because, like, a mustard-colored shirt. I just think of white. Dwight from the office. Like, nobody else wears no, mustard. mustard off. Yeah. But, so, Jill, like, months ago, texted me about how, like, for some reason you were talking to someone and you're like, yeah, I know this person who rotates their shirts, like, every week. Or every three weeks or whatever, but... In color order. But she was remembering the book. I was telling this story. I was like, I legitimately knew this person. And then I get midway through the story and I was like, oh my God, I don't know this person. I just read this in the hating game. And I was like, I cannot back out of this now. What if they've read the book? They're going to be like, um, the characters in the books are not your friends, Jill. So anyway, so in that part, and it comes up, like, in the first five Very minutes of the movie, movie I just yeah. could not control myself. <laughs> <laughs> because I totally forgot that you did that. I did, they too. I did, too. I know what I did, too. And I even went looking for the text, but I think I sent it to you as a voice. I think memo. you did. <laughs> um, so it just really, I had higher hopes for it. Um, and now I just think that every um, young adult movie book, I mean, that we read, Reese Witherspoon needs to pick up and turn it into a movie. Because I think she's doing The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lorne. Yes. Which was a great book. I I loved that book. I was going to say, I um, finished 120 books this year and I posted it on my Instagram story. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Um, And so people have been asking me for my favorites. And like, you know, uh, uh, there's a little bit of embarrassment telling some of the books exactly. that I've read. Like, they're not all the most educational. I'm not no. learning from these books. 
So I've been like selective over which books I've been telling people. And I did say that on Honeymooners was one it that was, I really yeah, enjoyed. It was great. Yeah. I really enjoyed that book. And like, it was probably one of my favorites. Very and, similar to the Hating Game though. Like, I feel like we like this like friends or this enemies to lovers yes. trope. So. Yes. I, I quite enjoy when they hate each other. Yeah. I need to get to why. Yeah. I feel like it's because yeah. I hate a lot of people. <laughs> and you're like, maybe this will happen One of them has got to come through. Right. <laughs> Someone, someone. Yeah. Well, I'm just like looking at my um, your Goodreads. Yeah, my Goodreads, and like I would say, like my favorite books, like The Friend Zone was also great. Yes. I would love if that turned into a movie. Um, it happened one summer with from Bailey. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah, and I can't wait for her new one to come out, which I, I think know. is April. The only concern I would have with the Tessa Bailey being made to movie is that it's like a pretty steamy book. It is. So like, like that that hospital scene. Yeah, it's like you don't need to be doing this in a hospital. There's yeah. people like severely <laughs> ill around you. People are dying. Yeah. Like perhaps this isn't like. A beautiful moment. Yeah. So, um, I mean, like, they still could do it, but they're probably not fitting into the, like, PG. Yeah. It's probably not going to be picked up by Reese Withers. Yeah. Um, Did you have any other favorite books this year that you read? I mean, again, going to recommend Colin Jost. (laughs) That was last year. No, I read it this year. Oh, my God. I I started it January 5th. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Barely counts, then. (laughs) The, um... We read The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Yeah. At the beginning of the year. Are you just giving the ones that you think make you sound intelligent? No. Okay. No. Because, I mean, I did say that I liked the friend zone. (laughs) I'm Um, trying to think of the other. I mean, literally. The Four Winds by Chris and Hannah was really good. Yeah. I did sob my way through the end of that one. Um, The Wedding Date series minus the um, Old Person person Love. love. I think that's the fourth book. Yeah, that was four but there were six books that was a great series yes um yeah those some of those ones are pretty good I actually just read one my 120th to, to give me a round number called I've Got Your Number by Sophie okay. Kinsella oh Sophie Kinsella does Shopaholics yes yeah um and I really liked this one it was like a bit of a different twist on, yeah. on it but um yeah it was like a good book to close yeah. out 2021 here <sighs> so now I have to be like really strategic about what my first book of 2022 is. Oh, right. Like, I feel like that sets the tone. Yeah. So. Yeah. What is your book goal going to be for 2022? Um, I think a hundred. I had said it at 75 last year and then obviously blew past that. Yeah. But I'm hoping to be less locked in my house for next year. <laughs> hoping like we can go out. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So, um. I think my goal is going to be 30. Yeah. I, I read 33 this year. That's good. I think 30 seems I'm going to push you a little bit harder this and year. And also, like, I'm basically a third of the way done um, the the Brown Sister 3. Yes. So, like, that's that could be finished. That's pretty short. Good. Yeah. Um, those weren't, weren't bad either. Like, no, I like those ones, this, too. This uh, best books of the year. Yeah. Um, what about, like, any highlights of, like, TV shows or anything that you watched this year? Um, I watch, okay, what TV shows? I don't even know what I watched this year. I watched, like, a lot of Top Chef repeats. I love Top Chef. Like, and I didn't just watch it this year. But, like, it is the best of the cooking competition series. I watched the entirety of Superstore. Okay. Um, which I was, like... I mean, there's, like, six seasons of it, and so obviously it started a few years ago, and I've been ignoring it, and I started right. watching it, and I 
was like laughing out loud at some point. Okay. It. it was pretty good. I haven't watched it. I yeah. saw the guy. Um, yes, hiking. Yes, hiking. I took a, a lovely photo for him and his family. Oh, cute. He um, looked like he was going to die. Because, <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, he was like trekking his small child mm. up the hike. So, like, I get it. But he was just like, his wife clearly picked this spot because right. she was, they had two kids a baby that he was carrying yeah. and then like the toddler that was walking. So she was looking great. And uh, she like picked the spot for them to take a photo. And he, you could just tell what I know part of it. It was like beet red. <laughs> and I'm sure he was like, I hope these girls don't recognize me. I didn't know he was from Superstore. I was like, this guy looks so familiar yeah. from, um, the Mindy, pro- he was on the Mindy project, oh, but I right. couldn't pinpoint where I knew him from. Right. And then the friend that I was with was like, oh, he's in the show Superstore. Yeah. So then I IMDb'd him afterwards. Um, I started watching SWAT over the break. Right. Shamar Moore. Man. Love. How he is 50, um, like, blows my mind. Seriously. And if you, even if you go back and watch old Criminal Minds seasons. Like when he was like 35. Which I did not during a, COVID. No, no age, change. Not a, no not change. A, not a wrinkle. No change. Like, yeah. And I remember, okay, I remember like back when he first started Criminal Minds, like some news story broke. And I don't know why I remember this, but about him like having a foot fetish, basically. Like, like to like suck toes. Oh. <laughs> I was like... And I don't know why. I just have this, like, random memory of him, of this story of him. But now that I look back on it, I'm like, wow, this is probably, like, the tamest thing that has come out. Yeah, I mean, it but it worked. was, like, a big deal back then. Yeah, I assume. Before, like, you know, the Harvey Weinsteins and the Matt right. Lowers of it all. Right, Really just stole his thunder on that yeah. scandal. But he's looking phenomenal. Yeah. Um... What about any favorite, like, music releases? Obviously, uh, Taylor's, Taylor's version. Yeah. And um, what else did I really like? Uh, I mean, I loved Morgan Wallen's. Right. <sighs> R.I.P. his career. Honestly, I put it on a hiatus for, like, a very long time, and then I have lifted the hiatus. I will admit. Um, I have lifted it. I don't know if I'll, like, go to a concert of his right. or anything, but it's such a good album that, yeah. like, I can't stop listening to it. <laughs> um, I need to, like, apologize to Taylor because, like, obviously Team Taylor. But, like, John Mayer's album, oh. specifically the ballad version of Last Train Home. <laughs> Which will be played at your funeral. Will be played at your funeral. Like, Perhaps it's duet like, between John Mayer and Taylor Swift. Like, to be quite honest with you, it's probably all too well 10-minute version. And then last train home ba- ballad version as like one, two songs of the year for me. Yeah. Red was so good. Like her re-release. And I think we're going to get 1989 next year. So I've been thinking a lot about it because like, I don't <laughs> like Reg as I know you don't. it was I not don't. my favorite. And so I understand what she's doing with putting like the vault songs on there. Like yeah. to try to give people something different so that they buy the album. There's, you know, mm-hmm. there's that motivation to it, but how awesome would it have been if she'd released a new album that was just vault songs. Yes. Like, I mean, yes. Please. But I I have, like, been listening on repeat to All Too Well 10-Minute Version, Babe, yeah. Taylor's Version, and Better Man, Taylor's Version. And I don't know if I love Babe and Better Man because I don't have to hear the squeaky voice of Little Big Town, 
or sugar, whoever sings them, they all have squeaky voices, but they're phenomenal. Like her versions are so good. I actually just listened to, um, better man, the, the little big town version the other day, it like came up in shuffle and I was like, it was just different listening to it. Cause yeah. you're like, wow, it's like wildly different, even though it's the same. I know. Yeah. It's so like, it's so different. Yeah. But so good. Like her arrangement's not really that different than theirs, but obviously the voice yeah. is everything. I'm like, so. oh, yeah, I don't know. Those are my favorite, favorite ones. And I'm really loving um, Bad Habits by oh, Ed, Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. I haven't listened to the full Equals album yet, but I love Bad Habits. Yeah, I didn't get to the full album. Well, I did, but like nothing really stood out to yeah. me. Um, I liked Casey Musgraves' album. Yes. That one was pretty good. Um, but yeah, otherwise I don't feel like I really ventured too wildly into yeah. anything musically different this year. So. I know we were going to do movies too, but like the only two movies I watched new <laughs> this year were House of Gucci and The Hating Game. And I can't rate The Hating Game as my top movie. I didn't watch House of Gucci. I did watch Don't Look Up and that was okay. terrible. Um, so yeah, I would have to probably put The Hating Game as my top as well. So House of Gucci was fine. Minus... Lady Gaga sounding like am, she's from Russia. I am like the biggest anti Lady Gaga. Oh, I do not like her as music. I don't like her as an actress. Yeah, the whole like meat dress onward. I'm like, no, yeah, get rid of her. I there, there. She does have a few songs that I really like. Like, um, and now I can't even think of their names, but they came off of her Jolene album. Ugh. But. I don't like her as an actress, and I don't like Adam Driver because he's in Star Wars, and I hate Star Wars with mm. a passion. Um, and I didn't like him in Girls. Uh, honestly, yeah, I just I didn't like Girls because I don't like Lena Dunham. Well, she was naked a lot in it. And really I don't need to see that, no. okay? No. Like... It was a lot. It's too much, and great, you love your body, yeah. good for... I'm so happy for you. Yeah. But, I mean, we all need to see it. No. Like... Um... And so I didn't love him in that, but he, I will say in House of Gucci, he was really good. Yeah. Lady Gaga was okay. Yeah. And I, she was like offended that, cause people called her out on her accent. Cause she sounds like she's from Eastern Europe and like her mom is from Italy. It's not really Eastern she's Europe. like, Ital- no, but okay. she's like, but she's Italian. <laughs> oh. And like, you would think she could do a better Italian accent oh, okay. than like where you're going. getting us to Eastern Europe. Right. Right. So, last question, because we're almost out of okay. time here, and it's almost midnight, so we'll have to celebrate. Oh, we have to celebrate. Right. Um, and then we have uh, we have approximately 20 minutes until I leave and yes. then go to bed. Um, favorite podcast story of the year. Okay. So, I thought about this long and hard, and <laughs> I have two things, and they're not individual stories. One, I truly loved, at the beginning, the content that Army Hammer was serving us. <laughs> Because like, oh every my god! Week. I can't believe you brought him up into this episode. I thought that was done forever. Look, we can let him die. He doesn't have to come into twenty twenty two. But he god. served up some great stuff from his mannequins, like the cannibalism, oh. the great stuff. And also, I just have to root for my underdog, Pete Davidson, because we started off the year with things not going well for him. And, like, now he's dating a Kardashian. You know what, though? Like, that to me is, like, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Look, he's just being used. 
if we understand, but like if he can get a Kardashian, what can the rest of us do? I just can't wait for the breakup for the material on Weekend Update, though. <laughs> I will. I will say like one of the things that I appreciate about him is he he loves to troll himself. Like yeah. he's always in on the jokes on himself on Weekend Update. Like even they brought him on like after Ariana Grande mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and he's always in on it, and he is a good sport. I know, but I just don't feel like the Kardashians are in on that kind of looks, thing. They looks. will make the jokes. Like, Kim made the jokes about herself when she was yeah. on it, but, like, no one else is allowed to. Rags so, to riches. Yeah. Pete Davidson is a rags to riches story. <laughs> like, truly. Oh, and man. we should be inspired by him. I guess so. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I have to... What's I, your favorite story? Well... Like I thought you were gonna tell like I thought you were gonna tell a different story. I thought you were gonna tell a story about my mother and her like Oh I also on the floor. I also did enjoy the story about her being stuck in her dress. <laughs> so that one, like thinking of that memory. Um but I would say I feel like my favorite parts were like when we were having to do wellness checks on like the COVID situation and the effect that it was having on my mental health. And here we are a year later still look, having those same look, conversations. Look. Honestly, I did turn to you at one point tonight, and I don't know why it came out. And I was just like, if we are here again, like, on this couch, a year from now, like in 2022, and nothing has changed, like, honestly, maybe we just Betty White it. Like, (laughs) deal. (laughs) We can go out singing to the windows, to the walls. Oh, man. Well, on that note, we should probably sign off for the day, for the year. Yeah, the year. But um, Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Thanks for for joining us this year. It was fun. And we'll chat in 2022. I know. So close now. So close. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. New episodes will be released Tuesday mornings. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at We Talk Extensively and on Twitter at Talk Extensively. See you next Tuesday.